Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Carl's Roller Coaster Podcast. Hey, Kieran, my friend. Welcome to the roller coaster. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, man. I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm good, man. I've, I've missed you. I've not seen you in ages. Um, just back home in Glasgow, spending some time with family. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a real while. I mean, this year was a year that, you know, we would probably, you know, be crossing paths on the road. But uh, but then COVID kicks us all in the butt. And uh, now it's a waiting game, I suppose, right, for next year, hopefully to, you know, resume uh, some sort of normalcy. You're supposed to be on tour at the moment, right? Yeah, man. I had a from January. I had a six month like you like world tour coming up, and um, we were in the middle of a tour in America, playing Atlanta, and then um, we get the phone call early on in the day that all our European dates have been cancelled, and we thought, oh well, we've still got the rest of this tour, and then later on in the day we get the second phone call like, actually, guys, pack your things. This is the last show, and we're not getting in for a while. So hopefully this kicks off soon, man, because it's been a nightmare. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I do relate to that because when I came back to London, I was in the middle of a tour as well and all the European dates were, you know, cancelled, uh, not even postponed because obviously back then nobody knew what was going sure. to happen. And I was actually very hopeful that by the summer, well, this past July, that we would have, you know, have returned to, to normal life. But no, we're entering September and we're still, you know, dragging. It's crazy. That's it, man. I thought I thought because in March that's when our tools cancelled. So I thought, okay, maybe March, April, you know, June. But by July, I'll be touring again. But you're right, man. It just went way longer than expected. How has it been for you personally? Uh, the whole lockdown scenario. Were you 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 back home in Glasgow? Were you staying with your family? Yeah, I was. I was staying at a place in Seattle out for a bit. And then um, I, I decided, my, because obviously my mom and dad were a bit older, my grandparents were a bit older, it started getting a bit scary in Scotland. So I thought, okay, I'll come back, spend some time with them, just in case the zombie apocalypse happens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I came back here for a couple of months, and um, it's been really nice, because I've, I've been on the road for like three years, pretty much, only home for a couple of months at a time. Um, so it's been really nice to see them. But I didn't know how much I actually needed to play a gig again. Like when we did that live stream concert the other night, I was like, I came off stage and I started crying. And I was like, it was just such a big release of because I'd not played with a band on, you know, people don't understand how much you actually need. I live for that connection and that that music. So it's been tough, man, but it's been nice to see family. What about yourself? Are you still out, out running about? Yeah, man, I definitely, uh, I've been using, well, as best as possible, you know, the extra time. And I did put a lot of time and still am putting a lot of time into my uh, running regime and uh, training really hard. I was actually training for the London Marathon, which unfortunately is not going ahead anymore. Uh, uh, only the elite race is taking place this October. But uh, but I mean, for me, it's just lifestyle, really. I don't. I'm not the kind of person that uh, uh, follow a, a training program for a specific race and then uh, stop altogether afterwards. You know, I mean, I just carry on training. It's just something that gives me focus and discipline and um and i kicked off as well because you as you're aware of i have a running club here in london and now i am doing the cycling club as well so uh, i've been riding my bike as well during the week 
So, uh, yeah, man. And, you know, taking the time, like you said, you know, uh, we do spend a lot of time on the road and, and away from uh, from family and friends. So totally. having some time to internalize and just analyze ourselves, maybe, you know, maybe that, you know, like trying to learn more about ourselves. And I've been meditating a lot and eating healthily and obviously enjoying good nights of sleep without the alarm going off in the morning. Dude, how's the meditating working out for you? Because I've been trying to get into that. I've been going, right, every time I go out for a cigarette, instead of being in my phone, I'm going to try and just sit there and clear my head. But I can't stop see all those thoughts that come in. You know, it takes me. It's hard work, man. Yeah, it's it. honestly, uh, I, I'm so glad that you actually mentioned that because meditation, it's just like any other form of exercise. Imagine yourself as a guitarist, you know. If you don't play right. your guitar for five days you probably not only going to miss it, but you will likely not be, you know, doing that particular live, totally. uh, a particular, you know, fast solo that you were doing it so easily before, you know. And it, it works in general in life. It's just like that. And meditation is something that people, um, we, we don't know much about it in general, you know. And when people start uh, creating some sort of understanding or curiosity towards it, People always, we normally, as human beings, we tend to get into things expecting an outcome, expecting something. And right. again, like when I, when I mentioned playing the guitar, when you practice a lot of the guitar, you do see improvement. You see that you play better. When you practice an ex, a form of exercise, you do feel better after a while. But meditation is something that you don't particularly notice after a week, after a month, after several months, sometimes not even after several years. Anything uh, concrete. Let's put it this way, you know, so it's a matter of literally finding the time on the day and putting that time aside just to be with yourself. And it's a very easy practice. You can just literally, like you said, uh, the cigarette break, uh, maybe you take a five minute break that you are only going to sit with your closed eyes, with no noise, no phone, nothing, just for five minutes. And you are simply going to breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth and think about nothing just literally pay attention on your breathing when you put your focus on the breathing all of a sudden you're focused on the breathing you're not thinking about what you're going to be doing next or what you did an hour sure. before so um it, it again i couldn't i can i can send you some some um some links for some good apps that do help you know guided meditation and literally like i said it's a matter of starting with five minutes a day you know you're going to be doing 10 minutes later on and and it's just like finding that very little space window of time on the day and putting on the work and i've been practicing that for many many years well not that many years but like for the last three have years you noticed, have you noticed now that after you've been doing it for so long do you find it easier to then just go into that okay i'm meditating stage you know absolutely and not only that but i do i am i, I can see now the well the you know the benefits um on my life on daily basis on on wow. on, on on attitudes on 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 my train of thought when i'm say if i'm running and there's a bunch of people just uh you know standing in on the pavement on the path of, of which i am about to you know pass by running and these people don't move i would sometimes you know feel a bit uh stressed out or annoyed with it 
But then with meditation, what meditation do, for example, it helps me realize that, wait, 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 Carl, why are you getting annoyed with this lot if they don't know you, sure. you don't know them, they're not standing there to block you, mate. So it's just a matter of like, you, you start to pay more attention to your brain, which is wired in a way of which you did not choose to think in the, on the specific way that you do. You did not choose all the thoughts and all your uh, attitudes. It's a lot of stuff that you carry from the, you know, the very moment that you were on your mom's womb, you know, and all of the energy, all of the, all, all of your experiences, basically, uh, they build up throughout the course of life and they make who we think we are, because is that who we really are? Do you know what I mean? Totally. No, yeah, I've been trying to get into that a lot more and trying to, because, you know, our lifestyle, it's, it's crazy when you're just suddenly, especially this downtime, I'm starting to go, well, what's really my normality, you know, because my normality on tour is waking up, you're drinking every night, you're then playing thousands of people, there's the crazy madness, it's constant fight or flight. So being back in normality for this long, I'm sort of, who, who am I and where's, you know what I mean, where's, so it's been actually nice trying to understand myself a bit better and, like I said, trying to meditate and all that sort of stuff. That's great, man. I'm so glad to hear it. And are you? Do you do any? Do you have any sort of um, exercise practice that you do or you try to do regularly these days? Uh, not, not too much, man. I'm still pretty bad for that. I still smoke a pack a day, so I'm still not great for that. <laughs> but uh, I do. I like to go. I like to go out and walk every day. Um, just go to the bit of a local park here. So I like to go out for a walk to the park, and uh, I've got my pull-up bar. So three days a week, I do some pull-ups and some sit-ups. Um, but nothing, nothing vigorous. Um, but I, I do notice it now. You know, if I've not exercised the day, I go. Um, I, I feel like I feel weaker than I did the day before. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like I need to I need to do more exercise. But it's just so easy during quarantine as well to. Oh, I'll start that later. You know, because you don't have a regimented thing. Absolutely, you you said it really well. You did, you did put really well. I know a lot of people that completely fell off the wagon during lockdown you know like drinking every day even at home just like drinking eating crap going to bed super totally. late you know and and that's and, and that's very easy if we we're all very um it's something that i mean you you can go through a period of that if if that's something that you because again we never we've never had so much time in our lives as we are having sure. right now and we are likely never going to have this time again which is something that a lot of people do not realize that obviously there's a lot of uh, suffering and a lot of uh, you know bad things happening uh, in in so many different uh, fronts in the in the health of of you know family members or, or friends uh, financially a lot of people are going through a very rough patch but if you're not you don't if you're not into those categories of you know being in a bad position at the moment there's a lot that you can take out of this moment you know it's a lot you can you know i'm, I'm sure like totally. you, you have you have you been playing a lot of guitar have you been like i don't know uh creating music have you been creative during the period or did, did, did it affect you in, in, yeah, in a way man. it's it's been it's been really good for that because i had i had like an album that i was meant to work on with jeff and I have all these other projects. I had an album I was doing with Till Death Do His Part. I had a solo album. So I've just spent the whole time, what I've been trying to do is look at it like a, a job. So I have a home studio with everything for, like everything set up to write, you know, full songs. So I've just been getting up every day when I'm here, having my coffee and then starting to write songs and looking at that. So that's what I've been, same thing, man. I'm going, I'm never going to have this time off again. 
to just sit here and write as many songs as possible. So I've worked, worked for some other people for some uh, some movie stuff, for songs from movies, a song for a guy called Adam Pascal, who um, was in Rent on Broadway. Um, he was in School of Rock as well. So I've, I've just been trying to really push my songwriting in this time, my music production, but I totally get you, man, because it's so easy to just go, I'll start that tomorrow. But me trying to look at it as, a, okay, I'll set my alarm, I'll actually get up early, I'll you know, have a walk and then I'll start songwriting. That's just been keeping me sane. Have you been, have you, have you managed, are you going to bed late or early these days? What time are you hitting the sack these days? It's weird, man. My, my sleeping pattern's kind of all over the place, um, but it just sort of always has been. I try, I tried to get to sleep around two. I tried to wake up at ten, but um, when I when I get in one of those sort of productive, like if I start writing a song and and it's going really well, I can stay up for two days and just write that song. So I've been doing that sometimes. Well, I'll, I'll hit like a, you know, maybe there's a bit too much to smoke, a bit too much to drink, and I hit a that inspiration coming in, and I go, all right, okay. And then I'll stay up for two days and write songs, which again that that messes up my sleeping schedule. But when am I ever going to have the time to just devote forty eight hours to one song, one project? You know? Absolutely. Well, that's amazing that you managed to keep going for 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 that long. I bet you you do you drink coffee yourself? I, I do drink. Yeah, I drink a lot of coffee, man. And um, coffee and al well. coffee, alcohol and cigarettes that keeps you going. And 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 coffee, alcohol and cigarettes. <laughs> How is your diet these days, brother? Because uh, I mean, I remember on tour you just like living <laughs> on a diet of uh, like milk, dairy milk, and Nutella or something, something like Carl, that. Oh man, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's still pretty bad, man. I live <laughs> off pizza and chicken nuggets. Um, it's it's not great, but uh, that's that's the only thing I'm going. I know I know my diet's bad. I can I can deal with that. It's uh, it's just the it's just the taste, man. I'm I'm really picky with taste and stuff. What about you? I see you eat all this healthy stuff, man. Like all your Instagram posts, it looks incredible. Yeah, um, this is another important thing that I do. Um, I bring I bring you know you know what happens on tour. I always like I'm doing like shakes and stuff in the bus for sure you know, yeah. for the guys and. Um, it's it's just like when when you start to basically you know make adjustments, um, it's very difficult for you to change completely your your life, uh, your diet habits, your exercise regime if you don't have one and things like that. But it's all about understanding that what what is what's really good for me. How can I be more proactive? How can I be the best version of myself? You know, and sure. by doing that, we can probably like write down a, a list of things that we believe it would be good for, great for us to change in ourselves. And it can be quite overwhelming, you know, but instead, it's just so much easier to tackle things bit by bit and making small changes here and there so instead of i don't know eating pizza five times a week maybe one of these days you know instead of eating the pizza you do and this is a compromise that you make with yourself instead of doing that you're going to start uh making a smoothie you know and you can make that smoothie as simple as as possible but and at first because the what happens to our taste buds as well is that we get so used and accustomed to certain tastes and obviously those fatty foods full of fat full of sugar full of salt we get that that, that stuff get really in our system in in our brain sure. you know so it's crazy because you you look so like you're so slim 
And like, you know, from an outside, uh, from an outside <laughs> point of view, you look, uh, people look at you and they're like, wow, look at this dude. He's, he's, you know, he's fit, you know, and you don't look after yeah, your no, figure man. at all. I've, I've had that so many times on tour, like guys have come up to me like, hey man, like I'm trying to lose some weight and I'm trying to, what, what do you eat? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe once I reach 30, it's all going to go downhill and I'm going to be like, you know, 20 stone or something, but it is what it is. <laughs> How what what do you think that that emerged? Do you, do your parents like have a um, unregular diet at home? You would say. I mean, I I think that it just caused caused both like both my mom and dad still worked when I was growing up, so I was at my grand's a lot, and then you know they both worked full time jobs, so they'd come in and it would be very much like a you know my mom didn't have time to cook, so it would be they'd have a couple of hours. So it'd be easy to throw on a pizza or stick in some chicken nuggets or if I was, you know, we were driving somewhere um, for my or dad's work or for me to play shows when I was younger. I think it's just the way it's always been. And then because, again, their, their diet's probably the same. It's not great. But then I go to my grand's and her diet's the same. She's a bit better. She eats steak and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just convenience. And, um, yeah, we're not, not big cookers in the family. Where so how was your upbringing? Where did you where did you grow up? And uh, you said that you your your mom and dad were mostly at work, so I presume you you, you did spend a lot of time with with your grandparents. Yeah, um, I was. I mean, my childhood was good, man. I was um, my my grandparents lived right across the road, so I went there most days during the day after school or before, like you know, before I started school, my mom would come home from work, and um, you know, I still lived at my mum and dad's house, but I would just spend most of the days at my grand's, um, and it was good until I reached school, and then uh, I got a really hard time at school, uh, get suspended for fighting, and. Um, just didn't really like people, get sort of bullied, so ended up just walking out, uh, switched school, and then I left the other school when I was 16, so everything was good in my childhood apart from school. School wasn't for me. That was that was all in Glasgow, yeah? All in Glasgow, man, yeah, all brought up in Glasgow. What time, what period, what, how old were you when you picked up the guitar, and uh, did your family have any influence in that? Yeah, I mean, I picked up the guitar probably when I was maybe maybe seven, six or seven, and um, I started playing in bands around about nine, nine, ten. Um, but when I first started, I mean, my dad had a guitar in the house and he played a bit as a kid and um, he had, he was the type of guy who'd bring out the acoustic guitar at parties, so he was just dead excited that I could, you know, play a couple of chords and then obviously getting to see, like, Iron Maiden and, you know, when I was dead young and seeing bands like Kiss and all that, I just knew, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but... Yeah, they're both into music. They have big record collections, and you know, it's cool. My dad was like a Queensrÿche fan before. You know, now I've joined the band, so it's great, man. It's it's nice to it full circle. It that is that that must be like such a such a kick for your dad, like having his son playing in a band of which he was a big fan, right? Yeah, it was well, not in the up. band itself, but like with the band. Well, the lead singer of that lineup back then that recorded so many legendary records totally man i, I remember phoning him when when i get the phone call asking if i would be interested in joining how and did that happen dad. anyway if you don't mind I, me asking how did yeah. that work so my dad was a he's a concept from concept from motor shock city productions and he has it was his biggest act sorry Kieran, let me just yeah. let me just say something before you you tell us the the story is just um for 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 the people that uh doesn't know but sure. kieran is uh the guitarist for jeff tate's operation mind crime which is jeff tate is 
well, was the singer of the legendary band Queensryche. So, and Kieran has been, you know, with Jeff for for many years now. So, so yeah, Kieran, sorry if you if you could just resume telling us how how did it all begin? Totally, man. Well, um, yeah, my dad had booked a Jeff Tate show in Glasgow, and um, I was like, oh my god, it's Jeff, because I'm a big Queensryche fan. So I went along to the show, um, just looking to load in the gear and hopefully get a photo with Jeff, you know. Um, and it's that sliding doors moment, man, because they were they were late showing up, and my dad goes, "It's okay, they're late. You can just go home." And I went, thought about it, and went, "No, I'll stay just in case I get to meet them." So I stayed and um, got to the show and end up talking to Emily, who was selling merchandise for Jeff. Emily was selling merchandise at the time, and she was saying she writes lyrics but doesn't write, you know, music, and she'd love somebody to write a song. So I was like, oh, I was a bartender at the Hard Rock, but I had a home studio and I was like, oh, I'll write you a song, you know, just thinking it'd be cool to work for like Jeff's daughter, you know. <laughs> so I wrote her a song and she really liked it. And Jeff, she said Jeff had liked it. So she said, is there anything I can do to repay you? Do you want paid? And I just said, no, not at all. But if your dad ever needs another guitarist with like a total winky face and like complete joke. Um, and like two weeks later, man, their band had visa issues and they, they couldn't get into the country, and they had a whole USA tour booked for three months. So I get, they phoned up all the proper session musicians, and they were all you know busy because it was a week away. And apparently Emily then said, what about that guy from Glasgow? And I get the phone call and quit my job a week after, and that's been about three and a half years ago, man. So it's been a crazy ride. Wow, that is, that is crazy. That is the stuff of dreams, isn't it? It's mental, man. And it's just that whole, like, it's. I believe in right place, right time. But I also believe you have to create your own opportunities. Because if I had went, you know, my dad had went, okay, they're running late, you can go. If I'd went, yeah, no problem. If I had just walked away from that one moment, none of this would have happened. But the fact I'm like, no, I'm going to stick it out. You'll need people to handle the gear. You know, it's just sliding doors, man. So from that, I try and take every opportunity I can. Absolutely. You you said it so right. I agree with that one thousand percent and not only that but the fact that you were capable of of delivering it as well right that you were ready to to take on the job totally man i mean i had, I had 17 songs to learn in a week but i was like i'm never gonna get this opportunity again i just walked into my job the first day quit my job i might have called in sick to get a couple of extra paydays but we won't talk about that but i quit <laughs> the job and then um, and then just sat in my house for for like like that whole week just learning the material and I showed up and um, and Jeff, I think that was the thing that sort of made me and Jeff click straight from the start is I actually showed up, learned the material and, you know, I didn't show up without knowing. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. And I feel like, wow, that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's such a, an amazing story, but rare as well. You know, it's not the stuff. It's it doesn't happen totally. all the time. It's just like have you ever said. seen that movie uh, Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? And yeah, Jeff Anderson. Yeah. It's like that, man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you said it all. It's just like that. It's an incredible movie. But you, but you leave that. You're leaving that, which is so amazing. What um, when when you when you got the call and when you when you spoke to Emily at first. What were you doing and what, what was going on in, in your mind? And what, I mean, you just mentioned that you had the job, but what was going on in your, in your head in terms of a professional career in, in the music? I mean, uh, you said that your dad worked in the music business, right? So uh, was it something that was already within the family and you had support from your dad to 
persuade his career? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I, my dad actually got into the music business after me when I was when I was six, I mean, I was playing in local bands since we were nine and ten, which did did sort of well because we were kids, but we played really well, so we'd get like the hotels and the functions and those sort of professional gigs. Um, but when I turned sixteen, uh, there was a management agency in Berlin, and they spotted me and they they took me to Berlin. So I worked in Berlin for three years just trying to make a name for myself as a solo artist, um, and and that went well, but obviously. Um, it's it's very hard to make any sort of income for that. So my family were dead supportive as well. Um, but I, I'd sort of given up on it a bit. I hadn't given up on the dreams, but I'd just sort of given up in a bit of a... I'd recorded an album. Um, my manager at the time put tons of money into me and, and it just, I just didn't have the... I didn't get quite out of it what I wanted to get out of it. So I went, okay, I'm 18, I want to make a bit of money. So I came back and started working as a bartender, but had this thing on the side of I write songs, I'm going to keep doing it. And um, I, I honestly had a had a party the night I get the phone call beforehand, and I woke up and I'm waking up on my couch, hungover, and Emily was phoning me, and I was like, oh, I can't miss that call, and she told me I celebrated and then went and threw up because I was hungover. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was I was so excited and I get the call. It was like because um, I, I hated the job, I really didn't like working um, where I was working, so it was it was perfect timing for me. Amazing. And did you, I mean, when it comes to like songwriting and, and recording stuff, you obviously had a lot, a ton of material to, to learn and go through in order to go and play with Jeff. But then you, you had already, you had an album, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the name of Vanity, was that the album yeah, that man, you already had out before, before you joined Jeff, right? That's correct. Yeah, we did that album. That was the album we recorded in, in Berlin. Um, and it was good as well, because it means that when before Jeff hired me, he could look me up and see, okay, I actually have stuff out. I've actually recorded an album. Um, but yeah, I don't really do anything, any sort of that stuff anymore. But people keep asking for a new solo album. So we'll see. I might put one out eventually. Yeah. So uh, at this time, are you are you recording? Are you writing material mainly for for gel for, for the gel tape band or are you doing any sort of um writing for something like like you just mentioned perhaps a solo album or any other projects that you have yeah i'm writing for lots of things we just finished tracking the till death uh, so i just finished the till death do his part album which is Jeff.Emily's new band, so that'll be coming out soon. And um, we've also got lots of uh, been doing lots of tracking, lots of work for a new Jeff Tate album that I can't really talk about yet, but it's going to be incredible. Um, really cool concept. It's, it's insane. Um, and I've also been just recording songs for my own benefit, songs that I, you know, songs that I don't know whether I'll release or not, but just songs that I want to get out that maybe don't quite fit Jeff, don't quite quit Emily. And um, did a song for an, a guy called Adam Pascal. Um, who did a cover of a song called Jesus Christ Superstar, which was great working with him. Um, and I've just been trying to do little bits and bobs to keep myself occupied, but just just constant writing for Jeff, man. He he loves like I'm, I'll send Jeff ten songs and he'll use five of them, so he likes as many songs as possible. That's really cool. That's really cool. I mean, I feel so happy for you because it's sometimes it's quite difficult, especially when it comes to such an accomplished uh, artist. Uh, like Jeff to to please right with music totally, and, and 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 to obviously write material where because especially when you're writing for for a, for a sing for a singer right he's a singer and a performer and it, it's so it, it's so complicated for for 
for you know for the guitar you know for the songwriter in the band on this particular case yourself you know to fit in and to you know totally. do the team you know like uh richard jaeger you know like kind of kind of thing so it's it's amazing it's really good i'm very happy to hear that and when it comes to all the touring and all the plans that you guys had for this year how did you see it working for next year are you guys already like uh kind of uh planning on rescheduling tour and uh, did you uh, like how, how are you seeing that because i am particularly involved on a few things including one of the tours that have you know we just announced uh, a few weeks ago uh, another fuel x uk tour for april next year but then again nobody has any uh, and i've seen it actually bands like uh primal fear which is a metal band from germany and matt Sinner is a friend of mine and they rescheduled that 2020 european tour uh for 2021 obviously but kick the kickoff is in february i think it's a little bit too early for that isn't it it's quite hard to yeah. predict yeah i mean we, we we don't know we we still have a, a usa tour going ahead as of just now still going ahead in november and i actually wasn't confident about that until today i saw um actually john karabi and stuff uh, they have shows in america booked in august so i'm going okay that night so hopefully we'll get to to america in november um wow that would be incredible that would be incredible it'd be great man um, but i think as far as europe and as far as the uk is concerned we've we've rescheduled our shows to 2021 as well i think our european shows are april as well um it's just been pushed back man but that's it how, how do you know you know there's no way to there's no way to know until it happens, so I think I think it's just a fingers crossed. Is uh, what's happening with like EO Kill Talent and stuff? Is all the touring being pushed back as well? Yeah, everything has been um, postponed or cancelled, right? So uh, like the tour with Metallica that was uh, scheduled for April this past April, um, it, yeah. it's it's been rescheduled for December this year, but and that is confirmed. As of now, but um, but again, I mean, I'm not entirely sure. I can't really imagine a world where seventy thousand people are going into a stadium and watching a concert. You know, in like four months sure. from today, less than that. You know, three months from today, unless if you know there is a vaccine that comes out. You know, very very soon, which is unlikely, as we are all aware of. It's very unlikely for anything to be, you know, rolling within the medical circuit before January. Um, so it's it's all up in the air, really. You know, it's really hard to, to predict. I don't believe... Have you seen all of those, um, you know, people doing, like, a drive-through concerts and um, social distancing yeah, concerts? Man. It's just something temporarily, I think, isn't it? I mean, that's not something that will catch on the trend. I hope so, man, because, I mean, the way somebody put it to me good the other day, they said that a musician friend of mine said that our industry is going to be the last to come back because our industry relies on traveling and large groups of people, which is the two things that you're not allowed to do. I mean, I would hate to go to a concert to be or playing on stage in a thousand seater room and there's like, you know, 90 people there. you got to have that pushed close together. And I don't know, man, I feel like it's going to be, it's going to be very, it's going to be a whole different vibe. Um, and I was sad because I saw it was two years ago today I was playing the Whiskey A Go Go in LA and I was watching the videos back of that and all the people crammed and they're all mosh pitting and that's that's what it's about, man. So I don't know when that's going to come back. Yeah, no, I, I do feel you. I do feel you. And I am really very hopeful that from 
you know January next January 2021 we'll have some um, some reassurance from from governments to you know resume somehow uh, playing concerts I can't really imagine anything before we have uh, a vaccine but uh, but then again and what's it like in Brazil as well over there it's, uh, the yeah. guys yeah well in Brazil they basically I mean they're all good and in great health and they did a live you know which is you know Lots of artists been doing it, and and you yourself did one this past weekend as well, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, those you know live uh, concerts online, you know, with no audience, and it's it's just you know it, it's very frustrating when you, and 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 I don't mean to sound um, selfish in any way, but like it's very frustrating when when you work your entire life and then you had in front of you very likely. Um, 100%. You know, the most amazing year of your life so far, and then all of a sudden uh, the everything falls apart, you know, and there's absolutely nothing that you can do. Um, but luckily enough, you know, working with, you know, several um, high, well, high-ranked companies in the world, we all know that those things, they will come back. It's not that we missed on an opportunity of which, oh, there's no second second time around like the festivals for example everything is just going to totally. be an x-ray next year from what 2020 was supposed to be um so you know it's just giving uh, a given 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 the time to and again like trying to make the most out of the spare time you know i know a lot of people like you yourself you, you mentioned that you've been writing a lot and you you've been you've been productive and i know a lot of people have been recording music and creating stuff and thinking about ideas and concepts and working again uh, on on their minds on within their families on their relationships there's a lot that can be achieved during this period because again we're not gonna we're not gonna have this time ever again you know it's gonna as soon totally. as because the world this is how i see it um i don't believe that um we will not shake hands anymore. <laughs> I don't believe that. You sure, know, no, I don't believe that. It's, it, you know, we are we are we are human beings. We are you know, and we will go back to uh, old habits per se. You know, and totally. which is which is which is definitely a good thing. I do want to go back to you know going out, hugging people, shaking hands, having a drink in the pub, and not worry about you know catching a virus. You know. Yeah, and it's—I mean—it's that whole thing of like when I'm in the meet and greet and stuff, and people come up, I hate it when I can't—I can't shake their hand, I can't say hello. It's been—it's been really strange, and I totally get what you're saying as well about working so hard and it's all—all all gone. I was—I was thinking that the other day. I was going to bust my ass for three years, and then you get to this. This was my perfect year, and then obviously it's all—it's moved to the next year. But some people that you know maybe didn't do my job and just just worked other jobs, they're still okay because they're still going through it. And, you know, but uh, I, I guess that, again, you're right, it has just been moved back a year. And it's just a case of accepting the downtime, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Kieran, you, you said that, you know, these days you've been, like, writing a lot. And do you have some sort of uh, routine that you follow on these days? Or is it something that you just uh, get up in the morning and carry on every day and all of a sudden you pick up the guitar and then you crack on? And if it lasts for 48 hours, like you mentioned uh, so be it, or do you actually have a routine of which, okay, around this time of the day, I'll pick up the guitar, and, um, and then what do you do? Do you do a bit of warm-up? Do you study some techniques, or do you just play songs? What, what, what's your what's your routine with the instrument? 
Sure. Um, well, it's been great. What what my daily routine is, is I'll normally wake up and my honest daily routine is I'll have a cup of coffee and I'll have a joint and I'll go upstairs and I'll get in my home studio and I get the guitars actually been the last thing I've went to. I've got a whole keyboard set up and all in logic. So I normally start with drums and trying to feel feel getting a good beat out. And uh, I'm normally doing that by about about 11. And um, normally, you know, within within a good couple of hours, I've got a beat down. I've got some maybe synthesizer parts. And then once I've got that, I'll then sit with my guitar and try and play over it. But when I play guitar, that's more just at night. If I'm sitting watching the TV, I'll sit there running over solos or trying to write songs. But I've been trying to get away from guitar writing, if that makes sense, because I feel like there's lots more interesting things now as well to do. And it's not that I don't love the guitar writing. It's just I feel like... And you take it better at other things to make it more mainstream and be able to work for other artists, you know? I see. As a producer, you mean? Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's very interesting. That's amazing that you do put uh, the time on sitting for a couple of hours and, like you just said, and, you know, work on, 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 on a drum beat and, and then eventually synthesizers and, and get basically, you know, um, well, the basis of, 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 of a song lay down so you can actually you know fool around on top of it and eventually come up with with ideas that that's really cool thanks man yeah it's, it's been fun and it's been cool i, I bought like a, a pretty good midi keyboard and i've been trying to play along to that how does it grab a glass of water how does it work um in relation to to jelf's vocals do you do you come up with ideas and suggestions or do you leave that entirely to him well, what I normally do is, um, if I'm writing a song, I'll write a whole song. So I'll sing over it, my lyrics, my drums, my bass, my guitar, my synths, just give him a song. And um, he'll either go, okay, I like it, or no, I don't like it. But if he likes it, what he normally does is he'll strip down all the lyrics. I'll send him it as in, you know, all in files. He'll strip down all the lyrics, change all the lyrics normally. He might keep some of my vocal melodies, but he always changes it himself. Or he might go, well, I've got this bridge section that's going to work here, and then we'll do that. But it's really cool because he's super, you know, open for ideas, and I'm not fresh with songs either, so it's nice to have, like, a good writing partner. Yeah, absolutely. What um, what were your musical influences, Kieran? Growing up, I think it was sort of like Iron Maiden and Kiss and Motley Crue and... Uh, just you know, when I saw Kiss, you know, like seeing the whole imagery of Kiss and everything the first time, that got that got me just hooked straight away. But I think sort of now I try and like listen to sort of more more weirder stuff. <laughs> like uh, I like Jeff Buckley, like Leonard Cohen, and like I like all the sort of trap stuff, like Lil Peep and Post Malone. And I think because I play metal like full time now, you know, it's sort of nice to give my ears a little bit of a break from from metal. But I mean, I still love like Slayer, Metallica, and it's just depends what you're in the mood for, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you listen to a lot of music? And where do you listen uh, the music from? Do you do you listen to Spotify and and digital platforms like that? Yeah, man. I always feel bad for doing it because I know that they're totally ripping me off. But I love Spotify. It's great for the, even the daily mixes. You know, so I'm going. Like I said every day I get up and go for my walk to get cigarettes. Then just have my daily mix on, and it shows me new music and old music. And that's every day I'm listening to music, especially when I'm having like, a bath or a shower. Um, but yeah, you know, I listen to music every day, man. You you probably you probably never um, put any money or probably never got into like buying records yourself, I presume. I remember as a kid, I mean, the only the only record I remember I remember I bought Slipknot's uh, antennas for, from Hell 
it was a compilation album. But um, my dad is like a big crate of CDs and uh, I do still remember CDs and all that stuff. He actually found an old his Operation Mindcrime CD oh, the other wow. day, which was cool. Does he have a vinyl uh, collection as well? He does, yeah. He's got the old, old record player and all, the old, all his old vinyls up there and stuff as well, which is cool. Some Queensryche ones and some actual old ones from the 80s as well. So that's been cool to listen to with a Bluetooth speaker. And it was funny, I realised that because I never actually knew how to put a record on. So, you know, the first time I did it, it's like that. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think I got it worked out now. Dude, it's incredible. I mean, um, growing up, I only had uh, cassettes and CD player. CD player and the Walkman and stuff. Exactly. I did, ha- I did have a Walkman and afterwards I had the Discman. Um, and, but I've, I've never had a turntable back home at my parents. So, um, uh, growing up, I used to buy vinyls, but I couldn't listen to them. And then now, nowadays, I do have a, a really cool turntable and a pretty good sound system. And I've been revisiting lots and lots of uh, records and getting like first press records from the 60s, from the 70s, from the 80s. And man, it's just like... It's different, you know. I it's mean, it's a different vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it's a different vibe, and it's it's warmer the sound, and it's I don't know, it's it's crazy to just uh, have the experience. I've been listening to CDs as well these days, you know, uh, listening to entire albums. I think it's really like um, really cool that you can actually put on a, on an album, put an album on, and just go with you know go with the flow with the artist's uh, vision of you know putting this song after the other and i really really i really really enjoy the the experience and and the vinyls are just like something really incredible it's just the convenience as well right when you have like spotify and all of those digital platforms it's just so much easier to just you know pick skip them. song exactly and exactly not, and, and, but but not only that it's just exactly you end up skipping songs more often but um but it's incredible to just be able to say uh discover artists or, or perhaps go back and listen to discographies of which you you would never pro- i mean i would i wouldn't have uh listened to tina turner's discography when i was a teenager because i would never sure. go in the shop and buy her records whereas nowadays i i did listen and i do listen to her discography because it's just that you know so the convenience is incredible and i love the fact that the music business as well is changing drastically and 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 the stream the streaming industry um the streaming part of the business i should say is actually providing now what uh the physical uh you know format provided years ago we're obviously still not as close to what it well we're not actually you know we're making more money nowadays the industry is making more money than it used to be but it's there's still a lot of adapting and changing and and getting on with you know the fact that artists can't really rely on on a company and by company i mean like a record label to come and advance you this load of money because they know i have 100 guarantee they will shift a certain number of copies and make their money back so it, the business is changing but i think it's it's very promising you know for artists in general that for, for songwriters like yourself it's it's incredible you know the, the the copywriting and the publishing world is just something that that's where the that's where the money is at and obviously alongside with live performances 
Totally, dude. I mean, it must have been mental for like you know, like Queens guys like Jeff in the eighties when just suddenly one day Napster comes out and eighty percent of your income is just gone. I mean, it's just, it's been depressing. I used to not understand it because you'd look at documentaries from the eighties and Motley Crue are going, yeah, then they gave us a hundred thousand dollar advance and all this stuff, and I'm talking to record companies and stuff and they're you know, they're not offering any advance or if that is completely nothing. But I think you're totally right and I'm glad the streaming is getting slightly better. But I feel like I feel like now it's gonna be more moved to like things like Patreon and things like purchasing like exclusive access, and um, whether that's online or actually at the shows. Because I feel like now it used to be like you'd see you know, maybe you'd see Metallic on the front of a magazine or like Kiss, but you never knew what you really looked like. You don't know anything about them. But now you're sort of under this pressure to you have to engage with the fans, you have to meet everybody, everybody has to know everything about you. It's the whole Kardashian era of being a rock star. So I think it's going to go more to that, the more, you know, people get more access or, because I just, I don't see, I only see the streaming thing getting worse. If, you know, I, I just see a downward spiral in that. Definitely, absolutely. Do you, do you yourself um, have any particular views, political views? Do you, do you have anything like, uh, what, what, what are your views in regards of, do you have any views in regards or opinions in regards of Brexit, for example? I do, yeah. Um, I actually got, I got in trouble for this the other day because um, I posted a, I mean, Donald Trump said something about we should maybe all inject bleach, you know, to something about COVID. So I posted a, a, a meme on Facebook and it was like a a, a, a video, a, a photo of somebody with a bleach bottle up their bum. And it was, uh, so one of the fans messaged me like, oh, mad, saying, oh, you've lost a fan and you're disrespecting our president. So, but I mean, I, I honestly, I just, I think I'm very much for Scottish independence. Um, and I go on with that for hours. But everybody's got the right to believe what they want to believe. I'm just, I'm very much about peace and love. And that as long as they're not hurting anybody, um, you can do what you want. Um, I just feel like when any side, anybody tries to talk about anything, the other person shouts over them. You know what I mean? Whether it's right or wrong. But uh, I'm not for hate and I'm not for, you know, I just think everybody should love everybody. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, man. Totally. No, absolutely. I, I, I get what you're saying. Are you, are you, do you, do you tend to be more on the, if you had to pick uh, a side, do you tend to be more on the conservative or on the Labour side? Or I think I'm definitely in, in Scotland. I'd definitely be SNP, SNP um, right. which is Scottish Scottish Nationalist Party. Um, I really agree with everything they stand by. I think Nicola Sturgeon's great as well. Um, American and all that. I'm definitely you know more more leaning towards the left. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I, I like I actually like when my when my opinions get changed. I like hearing other people's views and. You know, I think some people go, well, this is what I believe, so it has to be right. It's like, man, if, if I've said something that's wrong and, and somebody argues my point and they argue it correctly, and, you know, and I, I can be going, okay, well, maybe you're right. Or, um, But, yeah, I just I just don't want if they... I think Scotland should become independent because um, I do think England uh, shafts us, but I think I think that will happen eventually. Yeah, it, it, it does. Yeah, I've heard about something that they will... They will want to put another referendum in, in in the near future, right? And yeah, it is something that could definitely could possibly happen. It's just crazy how 
how the world we're living is so messed up when it comes to politics and everyone is just trying to uh, not people are not trying to work together and you can really see it from this pandemic you know exactly man. I mean, and the brexit like we i like because we were in the uk i was in the european union i could travel all around europe i could live anywhere in europe i wanted to which is great because sometimes we do like five months in europe but now I'm having to try and apply for my Irish passport because now I have a have to have a visa to tour Europe if I'm not. They just it's uh, it's insane, man. Everything's got mental. So do you have? So you have? Um, I know exactly what you're saying because I have a Thailand passport and a British passport, so I am I'm good when it comes to that. Yeah, you you're know. sorted. <laughs> I'm sorted. But uh, so do you have any? Who who was Irish in your family? My we just found out a couple of days ago. My granddad's dad was irish which is cool like he was came straight from ireland so i think i looked in when i looked into it it's just as long as it's bloodline you know like fifth or whatever generation removed so that covers it so hopefully because i've got my american and my japanese visa that's obviously ran out when i was with you in japan um on my uk passport but if i get an irish passport it means i can tour europe on my irish passport and uh hopefully that'll work out well but I'm quite looking forward to having two passports, dude. I always thought it was cool when you'd pull out, like, your five passports. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely very, very helpful for us, you know, touring the world and traveling everywhere. And if you do have the opportunity to, to you know, to file in and to try and, and get your, your Irish uh, citizenship sorted your, and, and, and therefore your passport... By all means, Kieran, go for it, man, and really do put some attention uh, into that because it, you know, it does make a lot of difference. It does, man. It does help you so much. I, you know, I've I've, I've known people that uh, from Brazil that they've got opportunities outside of the country, musicians, you know, and sure. and when it comes to, um you know, making the decision, am I going to go with A or am I going to go with B? Those those well not so small details they come into exactly. they come into the equation and then people are forced obviously business wise you know it's so much better to hire someone that is leg that can legally work without a visa you know so well, uh, dude, that was even working for you guys when i worked for anger when i worked for you guys it was like a, i already have an american work visa and i'm ready to go you know, so it's exactly. like if I didn't have my American work visa, if I didn't, it's just about always being prepared, I feel. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's a very, very good example. I mean, I remember being on tour in, 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 in the US and one member of the tour um, had an issue. He, 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 he was American, but he basically had an issue um, in Canada years prior. Uh, he had... Oh. Uh, um, a, an offense on, on his record for dr uh, drink driving, you know, and yeah. he couldn't get into Canada and we had four shows in Canada and then we had someone that could do the whole tour and we really wanted this dude who couldn't get into Canada but ultimately we kind of had to make a decision who's going to do it and then he, he didn't get the job, he missed the job in the last minute and that was very frustrating for him and for us as well because you know how it works, right? You, you know, when you have a crew of people that you totally. that already understands you not only technically but but just fits 
you know, within within the group of people they're traveling. It, it's just, it's kind of like family, isn't it? You, you need to, you exactly. need to not only be good at your job, but you kind of be some a, a, a likable character, right? <laughs> well, dude, you're living. That's what I would say. You're living with these people. Like, it's like, are you gonna hire Rob Zombie? Put it well when he said, like, if you look at, if I'm gonna hire a musician, there's a massive list of people, and then I narrow it down from the okay. The incredible players that narrows it down to 100 people. And then he goes, the people that look good on stage that narrows it down to 50 people. And then he goes, the people that I can actually stand to live around nine months out of a year. And he says, and that puts it down to three people. So you know, what I mean, it's the the whole when you're on tour, it's like don't be smelly. You know, take showers, be nice to everybody. You know, uh, actually be able to have the visas to get in the country. Um, people don't understand that as well. The whole coming time. It's so many of my friends when I was trying to get my American visa, even in bands, are going. Oh, we 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 just we were just going to go over to America and play, and just like they don't understand, it's a process. You have to get visas. You have to, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's really interesting how uh, um, a lot of people. I mean, I think you you've been very very lucky with you know having all the opportunities. Not only lucky, totally. but like um, uh, luck plays on the side of you know um, of the people that are at the right time, the right place, just like you were, but. Um, I think that having all those opportunities and, and 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 seeing the world and just gives you you gives like us in general like a very good understanding that there's so much more than just playing your instrument really well and 100%. then and having the looks and having it's so it's so much bigger than that and a lot of people I I mean I'm I'm sure that nowadays with technology and access to information people are kind of like seeing the world in a different way but I remember being on tour with with you guys and uh you were not only playing uh in the band with Jeff but you were too managing the band as well and it's just like I mean, who does that? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm the guitarist in the band, but I'm looking after my singer, the singer in the band as well. I'm the tour manager, and I'm liaising this and I'm doing that. Like, this is this this gives you so much because we never know tomorrow, as you are aware of. Um, I, exactly. I, you know, I mean, I was a singer for many years. I recorded many albums, and and it just got to a point one day that. For some reason, you know, um, it was just not meant to 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 carry on. And then I was like, "Holy shit, man! I mean, this is this is what I do. This is who I am." And eventually, I merged into do uh, basically what I do nowadays, uh, working as a tour manager. But that was uh, only possible because of all my, you know, uh, efforts and all my um, interest and curiosity. Uh, aside from just being a singer and being able to write lyrics and then write songs and and have long hair and dress cool and play <laughs> and look good on stage, you know, so you never know tomorrow. All of those things they only make you uh, so much more capable and and with full of basically well knowledge that will just complement that will make you so uh, like a very rounded professional, you know. Exactly, man. No, I appreciate that. It's so cool. It's really cool. Um, let me ask you something. What are the things that occupy your mind more than other people, you would say? That's a good question, man. Uh, what things occupy your mind more than other people? I would say probably just the the actual 
this what I do, my job, my state, like my um, like I'm always thinking about if I'm lying in bed, I'm always thinking about okay, I've got this song, I've got this email, I have to do this company's interested, I've got this guy's card, I have to record this, and um, I think my brain sort of never switches off from work, you know, because again, to me, work is what what I enjoy doing. Um, you know, I've had lots of people say to me, oh, you work too much and you're going to burn yourself out, and um. But, you know, I also still have a good time. I still party. I still, but I feel like work for me is very on my mind. Um, also, aliens, man. There's got to be aliens. Right. Yes. <laughs> There's got to be aliens. Well, in America, NASA confirmed they actually spotted an, unident an unidentifiable um, object saucer flying, right? Did you see oh, that? Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. If yeah, I, if yeah, I saw... yeah. NASA confirmed. They really, they literally, they, they, they confirmed. If you Google it about it, they confirmed that, you know, that was wow. a total, that was a real OVNI. And it's crazy, right, when you think about it. Like, I mean, there must be something out there that we are not aware there, of. There's got to be something, man. And I'm super into, like, like you know, Elon Musk with that whole, like, the Neuralink thing he's doing where he's going to put the chip into us all and we're going to be able to, like, record memories and, like, save the feelings you're feeling at this moment. Um, but it's insane, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm super up for all that when that all kicks off. Maybe that's what I'll do once Jeff retires. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually very interesting that you mentioned uh, Elon Musk. I listened to the... Um... To his uh, podcast with Joe Rogan, the latest one that he did with Joe Rogan, oh, I think he did it was a couple. Great, wasn't it? It was really good, and he was saying that um, in the maximum five years, likely three years, right. yeah, they will have a like a chip or something, or like a, a robot brain that will understand every single. Um, human behavior every single human feeling every single human uh, way of thinking it's kind of like a, a god you know uh, that comprehends and understands every single thing about humans how yeah, crazy is that god. How insane a man is that? made god exactly how insane is that and it brings the question like because um, we are in constant evolution you know i'm just literally uh, here um, reading a book called homo deus and it's the sequence from right. Sapiens, which is uh, Yuval Harari, which is incredible, Kieran. I highly recommend that, man. It's okay. like, awesome. it's really, really, really good. And it tells you basically, explain. it's a brief history of humankind, you know. And it's just incredible how we evolved, where did we come from, our system of beliefs, everything that, you know, all the stories that have been told, all of the books, all of the gods, all of it, all of, all of the information and, well, to a certain extent, the knowledge or comprehension and understanding of the world as we see it, you know, I mean, dude, it's, it's obvious. Every, every, yeah, everything has been created. Everything, everything has been created, and what is real and what's not real, you know. It's, totally, man. Dude, uh, it's, that's it. very a sort of shroomy thing to say, but it's like everything's a construct, you know. It's even I was talking to somebody that the other day of like, you know, if, imagine it was switched the other way around and it was suddenly okay from the dawn of time, men actually wore dresses, you know, mm. and women wore suits. It's just we've created all these things of like. You know, mm -hmm. that's a wardrobe, that's a trash can, that's a, but what that's actually real, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And and our beliefs as well, you know, back totally. in, back like thousands of years ago, people would spend time writing and doing math and, 
working peasants would be working on like very hard work all day long and have all sorts of like it, it was just and then all of a sudden you get to believe in things and then that message get passed on and then all of a sudden you know uh back in the t back you know thousands of years ago we would believe in gods and angels and and, and all of that and that would be written down and that was kind of like uh, a lot of it has been created by by man you know like because when you have uh, uh, the authority back then was okay i'm a priest and i speak by uh, my, exactly, exactly my words are coming from god so that was a way of uh, constraining and making people obey to a certain set of of rules before we had actually actual rules a law system and and all of the other things that had that you know were created afterwards as a consequence of several other uh, um, uh, uh, creations in order to maintain order in order to well keep the pyramid of society working with you know the top of it led totally. and controlled by just very a very few and the rest of us literally just uh, working really hard paying our bills and I mean it's just crazy it's really really crazy I'm totally Im immersed on 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 those two books and it's like and the books are quite lengthy they are like 450 pages each or 500 maybe and it's really difficult to like really um, talk about it and, and put it into words because there's so much information it's kind of the kind of book that we all should be uh, given in school instead of learning exactly stupid mathematic uh, fucking formulas that we will never use it in our lives you know totally and they say like oh you I mean in school the big thing I was really bad at maths and the teacher kept trying to convince me to stay, going, you're never going to have a calculator with you everywhere you go. And I'm like, I carry my phone. Like, every day now we have a calculator. So I feel like everything's going to, you know, everything's going to evolve, even from, like, you know, the next generation on. Like, if they're born, you know, like Elon Musk said, say 10, 15 years from now, a child is born, and just to put this chip into their brain that can give them, you know, the biggest intelligence, know every fact in the world. Like, we're still evolving as well. Like, apparently in, like, 15 years' time as well, because right now our ears are tuned to like the sounds of like lions and a baby crying and apparently in like 15 years because what we are used to our ears are going to actually be more attuned to like things like buses and car noises and that's going to be amplified in our ears so no I love that I'm so into like how people are going to evolve and it's going to be great um what do you think about that idea of for example we we are constantly evolving but like now with machines and computers and um and the the possibility of having a robot a machine that understands us so well and everything about ourselves more than one single human individual um could possibly um comprehend and eventually with time passing by those robots creating their own sort of world their own sort of consciousness per se totally. and eventually perhaps taking over humanity and i'm not talking about like in the near future but like we're talking about like in in a distant uh, future perhaps you know sure but uh, i mean it's compassion isn't it i guess that's all that separates us from machines the problem is if you made machines the only think the only thought logically they would kill us all because they would go, you guys are destroying the earth and whatever, how many years time, this is not going to be sustainable. But I guess it's how do you build compassion into a machine? Because 
can you teach a machine that that's this person's mother and he loves that person and they have this bond? It's, I think that's where the programmers or whoever does that need to be really careful to not get a Skynet, you know? That's a very, very good point you raised because that's one of the things that they say that how can a machine, because the machine will be very pragmatic and very precise, but how can a machine develop uh, compassion because exactly. compassion is something that we develop in and within our own minds which is uh, an abstract thing which is a, a which is something made of basically matter you know a machine won't have that a machine won't supposedly have a soul or a mind per se it's going to be a machine so how do you know what i mean it's totally it's very and also like, how do you do you build into a machine that it has sexuality or is it asexual or you know how, how do you program and all that because if it's if it's going to be humanized you know it's got to got to have all that and then are they are you going to program again if you program in compassion you program in feelings they're then not want going to want to do the you know the shitty jobs they're not going to they're going to be like no i don't want to be a garbage truck i want to be a rock star you know yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's going to be it's going to be so interesting yes absolutely i find it really fascinating all of that you know this is a time we live in i mean imagine like how fast the world is changing literally just like a few decades ago there was no color television there was no television like a few totally. you know like a hundred years ago there was no uh electric i mean it was it was just a completely different world just yesterday you know and we have been habitating this planet for like thousands and thousands of years and it's just like it's just unbelievable how much everything is changing and so quickly right now even with like like you said you're trying to leave your phone a bit more on the side do you feel that um how, how what's your relation what's your relationship with with your phone for example do you you're the kind of person that wakes up in the morning grab your phone and scroll down for a while and then how, how is that do you monitor it do you try to be uh, conscious about how you're using it how, what's your relation with that uh, you know I, I feel like I'm, I'm 100% addicted to two things and it's cigarettes and my phone it's um and i watch all the things even like the elon musk and the tony robbins and all the people and all the housing that you're not meant to be using your phone but for me i think it's now become sort of a it's weird it's like a it's like a safety blanket and i know it's so bad with reliant and that technology but i feel like as well now every time i leave my phone i miss a work call or i miss an important email or um it's just it's very strange how dependent i've become on it and my phone actually smashed like a couple of weeks ago and I had to get a new one shipped and I had like a day or two without my phone. Um, and it was, it was weird. I was, I was, I kept, I kept pat, like, you know, that panic feeling of going, where's my phone? Cause it wasn't in my pocket. And then remembering it was, I, I think it's an addiction for people as well. Like I think it's, it's, it's intense. Yeah, man. I, I totally understand. Absolutely. I haven't, I've been really bad now during you know the last few months with you know being totally. being more at home not having to be anywhere in particular and you just it's it becomes really hard i, I can i can totally see it sometimes i sit down to read my book after i read half a page 
I'm already thinking about something that, oh, I should get my phone and check this out. And I'm like, what? What is going (laughs) on? I barely read a page of the book and I'm thinking about putting the book down already to go back to my phone. But I think it's really good. um, For example, bringing back the meditation, you know, meditation does help you be aware because and and you just just the way that you just described it you are aware of it just being aware already puts you in a privileged position of being able to somehow make choices like the important phone call the important message is it are you really expecting a call you know within the next hour that it's going to be life-changing or it's really really important if that's the case by all means keep keep you know keep your phone close keep the volume up and perhaps you know (laughs) uh, do that but other than that i mean the vast majority of time it's like you think about it there's never like really really a real reason for you to not be able to stay away from your phone for a while if you receive an important email if you reply to that email two three four what as many hours later however many hours later i mean is it, it do you know what i mean some people might yeah. be expecting what you know when you're expecting something that is really important that's a different scenario but most of the time we're not awaiting for anything that couldn't wait a few hours for us to to address it so totally. uh, um I think it's important to just have um, awareness of it. I've been totally like, I put my guard down when it comes to that. And I just, um, I, I, I've just been like, like in the morning, I get up. Now, normally I would get up and crack on in the day. These days I wake up and then I scroll the news on my phone. And then I go check some social media. But I've been, I've been even during the period now, which I, I would be spending like literally like 30 40 minutes sometimes you know just reading the news and 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 checking stuff and i'm being more mindful even during this period that i don't particularly have to because i mean it doesn't change anything if i stay for half an hour an hour on my phone because i don't have to be anywhere as after i get up in the morning but uh but it's it, it it all helps in order to um i mean to be able to be more like i think it brings a lot of uh, sometimes it can bring weird feelings towards um, weird feelings for ourselves, like seeing um, I don't know people doing stuff and that you perhaps uh, would want to be doing it and you're not doing it for whatever reason. Totally. And and eventually those feelings they come into your you feel that and by feeling that we are creatures that we are, we're living beings and we do have frequencies running through our system and. You know, we are sharing uh, uh, frequencies out there. Every thought you have, I truly believe in that. Every thought that you have, um, everything that you do, you are throwing out there energy. And that energy gets connected somewhere, somehow. Some of those become a, a, a very strong bond and then things happen in your life. Others are just energy that is going out there and eventually the more you connect to that, maybe those things will come into your life and you want to avoid as much as possible uh, weird frequencies, weird vibes of jealousy that it's we weird, all, man. you know what I mean? And you see people, that's the thing, you see people, you know, complaining about, you know, oh, this person on social media posting all this, their life must be so good. And it's like, man, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. You don't know that, you know, because nobody posts like, oh, my girlfriend just beat me up, my, you know, my, my son died. Nobody posts that on social media. It's all, here's me in a boat having a good time. Here's me, 
you know, so I think I try and get past that by understanding that if these, you know, I mean, if these get skeletons in the closet and they're not, they're not promoting that on Facebook, you know. Absolutely, you 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 hit it because nobody posts when they are sad or when they are having a shit day. It's all exactly. smiles and great experiences, so it's very easy for people to look at it and think that that person's life is so perfect. But you know, it, it it could be the complete opposite. It could be just appearances. And the more we learn about it, how to deal with it, the more we learn about how to not, you know, uh, relate ourselves so much with, you know, uh, other people's lives or other people's um, ways of self-promoting themselves because it's a tool of self-promotion self as well. It's a tool well. of self-promotion. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. a total tool of self-promotion. But also, my also mother pet hate is when I understand people go through a lot of stuff and I catch myself doing it sometimes. But do you ever get those people when every time you meet them, you're like, hey, buddy, or hey, whatever, how you doing? And it's, oh, I'm not too good. And it's every single time. If, if people go through a period, I get that and when you help. But I also truly believe in the same thing you're saying with energy is, you know, uh, when, when you put out positive energy, positive energy comes back from you. You can almost wish the badness upon yourself. If I'm, you know, if I'm feeling depressed or whatever and I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh, you know, this is miserable, this is all shit, I don't want to. But if I go, you know what, actually, I'll get up, I'll write a song, I'll do this, eat, things always seem to come back. So I feel like you can actually wish yourself into, into a worse state than you are. You know, and I'm not saying obviously if it gets worse, you know, you need to go get help and all that. But I feel like people that complain a lot and sort of constantly talk about how shit their life is, your life's going to stay shit unless you do something about it, you know. Totally, totally. Do you have any spiritual practice, Kieran? Do you have any sort of beliefs? Uh, I, I don't, to be honest. Um, I just, uh, I sort of, I, I don't, I don't believe in God. Um, I'm not a. You know, I, I'm not saying I couldn't be anything out there. So, to be honest, no, I just I very much believe in sort of the earth and that everything that comes from the earth is good for us. And then, you know, we just need to stop the, all the chemicals and, and all that stuff. I'm basically, I'm a happy man. I just, I just believe that uh, everything from that's created from the earth is good. But uh, as far as a god or, or whatever, no, I don't, I don't have anyone I pray to. I'm very much a, it's weird because I look up like, I was I was born uh, I was raised Catholic so I, so I did my confession my communion and all that stuff went to see the Pope and everything and then obviously as an adult you look more into it and you're going oh that doesn't quite add up so um, but then I read up on Satanism and stuff and although I'm not a Satanist I quite like the Satanist uh, the the mantra which is like no gods no masters um, and it's about you know you you are actually you don't need to submit to anyone. Same all the bow for the royal family. It's like I'm not fucking bound for anybody, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's about you need to look after yourself and treat others the way. So again, I'm just very much about love and peace. What about yourself, man? I've never asked you this. Um, yeah, I grew up in a Catholic family, and again, like uh, most things in life, you know, uh, I've been imputed with a lot of information and. All of a sudden, you 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 believe and you live your life um, based on other people's opinions and other people's um, inputs. Exactly. And so, for a, I am I am more of a spiritual kind of person. I do believe that there is a higher energy, and that higher energy is you know uh, the source of of 
everything, but by that I don't mean a God as a person sitting up totally. there and making judgments. I mean by, you know, like you said, if I think positive, that goes and connects and resonates and vibrates in the field of which we can't see, we can't touch, we can't, you know, uh, really comprehend uh, fully even. But, totally. um, but there is something else there there's very likely uh, a lot of stuff and a lot of uh, fields of energy that we do not uh, see and we do not comprehend like when people talk about soul uh, when you die there's this light that comes out of your body and goes um yeah i believe that that could be very possible and but that but but i don't see it as a soul as in the format of a human being leaving my body and then being transported to the heavens and then getting to this paradise and you know sitting next to a nice tree and drinking water fresh water from a lake i think totally. it's more of you know there is an energy within every living being you know every creature in this planet is made of you know a matter and there is a soul there is something inside of us all that you know uh, makes us different than the machines for instance that we were just talking gives us you know makes you uh, uh, have compassion makes you you know uh, um, observe and, and and have feelings and and, and and be a human being and not a machine and animals I mean it's proven that you know animals they have the same they do have the same you know they they do uh, have the same sort of aura that we you know, uh, the kings of the, the animal kingdom, you know, um, have. So I think I see it as like, you know, when we pass away, our energy fluctuates somewhere, goes totally. to somewhere, and it's just out there. And when, you know, uh, a woman gets pregnant, that whatever the energy something that is extremely complex whatever you know the energy the path of life that that person led and the partner and everything that surrounds them and the families all of those crazy possible calculations or um levels of frequency if you will you know however that works that energy will boom will get there and then you know, uh, a human being will, well, that energy will be with, inside of that human being, inside of that creature, and will evolve, and it will become an adult, and it will become something, and then you will have the same sort of, you know, that's the, totally. that's the that's the kind of belief that I have. I'm not, I'm not particularly. Um, it, it's very hard to talk about something that you know. My parents, they 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 firmly believe in Jesus Christ and the the bible and all of that yeah. but the more i study the more i read about uh how did it all start and how and and why all of those uh entities and and the churches and because the church used to be the one ruling the world and you had the pharaohs you had like so many different uh systems for thousands and thousands and thousands of years that um there's a very good explanation on 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 why you know uh, we kind of like follow um, what entities basically tell us that this is the right thing to do, and if you don't do that, you're gonna go to hell. So you exactly. know that that kind of thing, you know. So it's it's like um, uh, I don't particularly um, 
I, I have a very, I, I, I firmly believe, you know, and I respect a lot by that. I mean, I do respect Catholics and I, I am Catholic and sure. I respect the Jesus Christ story, especially because uh, it's something that it's very difficult to explain is like, I mean, if you go, this is 2020 that we are here. If you go anywhere on the planet, anywhere, in any country, poor, rich, remote, wherever you go, if you say the word Jesus Christ, people know the, who this guy was. Exactly. People heard about him. So, I mean, that must have happened. The, the, I mean, he must have been a hell of a guy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Something might yeah, have. Must, must have been good to go for a paint with. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, I mean, you can have as many uh, gods that you want. You know, Greek mythology, the, the Roman Catholics, um, you know, um, there's so many different gods and goddesses out there that we don't know all of those names. But if you mention Jesus Christ, the likelihood is that 99.9999999999% of all of the 7 billion uh, people inhabiting planet Earth will have heard of this guy. So... Um, it's a complex one, but uh, I mean, but... I think there was. I mean, I think there probably was a guy called called Jesus Christ, and I think um, because I definitely think you know that that that's very possible. Was a guy called Jesus Christ, but obviously whether he was the son of God and all that stuff. But I, I also believe a lot of it is just good advice. It's like if you, you know, if you read the Bible and if you, you actually look at the story, a lot of it is just don't shoot people, don't rape people, be nice to people. You know, there's obviously the 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 other bad stuff in it but I and people like to argue that but you also got to look at it as it was very much at of its time you know like um things now that you know obviously everything coming out now things that happened even so close as 20 years ago you're going oh, that's shocking how did that happen and nobody knows and it was just you know it's different times and it's good that things are changing but I think the baseline of the actual you know the catholic values are good you know don't hurt people you know treat them with respect but you're totally right about when, like, when I've travelled the world and I think that opens you up more, you know? Dude, I agree with you fully because um, the obviously the good side of religion is that it gives a lot of people hope. I mean, I totally. do I do like the idea that um, whenever, and luckily enough I haven't faced that on my life, but we will all at some point lose a beloved member of family or lose a very close friend, you know, it's very comforting to have the belief that, okay, his body is gone, but I certainly one day will con reconnect with this exactly. uh, individual or this entity again. And there's something very uh, comf comforting on, on, on that feeling. Whereas if you don't believe on energy or, or soul, whichever way you, you want to, uh, the words you want to use, it... It, it, it can life can be very it can become very complicated if if you know eventually you face a situation that somebody that you really care about is not around anymore you know it might become very harsh on you to carry on with life knowing that okay that person is gone that's it never ever ever again exactly so and obviously the, the fact that it gives hope to people you know that people that that, that, that that's positive frequency positive energy when you hold when you put your hands together and you look up to the skies and say god please help me with this help me with that that's great that's amazing totally. or when you thank the universe or you thank god you know thank god for like providing me with this opportunity on my life that's that's x that that is really really good you know 
you, just yesterday I was uh, I went out for a run and one of the my local churches here in Camden uh, had its doors open and I have never seen those doors open before. That's because it's between two and four p.m. and I never passed that on that time. But uh, eventually, like yesterday by chance, I passed in front of it and it was. I was running. I literally stopped running and I walked inside and I stopped there for a minute. Wow. And it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, old church from the 1800s. And I just stopped there. And and that sense of peace, of calm, of... Because it, it, when you go into a church during the totally. day, there's not a lot of people there. It's very quiet. It's very peaceful. It's positive. It's great, you know. But then, again, people get fanatical about it like everything else in life so my god is better than yours okay then you create a war my god exactly you know and then my imaginary friend is better than your imaginary friend you know it's like why why are you killing people over this you know exactly exactly absolutely you know it's 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 all that you know so it's it's basically you know i think and i hope that this is this something that i truly hope that you know more and more now with access to information because nowadays we have more information than kings had 250 years ago you know we have so much information i mean you can learn and make up your mind about anything just by sitting your bum in a chair and you know using google google stuff so exactly with with that um i do hope that people will learn more about everything you know become more um more uh, what's the word like more in i mean more intelligent in a way like but knowing more be uh, be a bit more um complete in the sense of understanding uh general subjects in a wider way in order to you know have better educated people i think the educational system it's really really flawed you know it should be different it should we should be learning a hell lot of stuff that we don't you know like we leave school we don't know how to cook our food we don't know exactly uh, what's happening in our lives we don't know anything about our minds this voice that is there at all times how is that not important for us to learn in order to become better citizens better people for ourselves exactly. you know it's how how is that not important you know so it's all about um it's kind of cliche to say that you know education is fundamental but 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 it really is and by education I, i'm not saying like oh having a piece of paper on your arm to say oh i've got this degree no you don't need that you know what you actually need is people talking about and people providing at at on the very early stages of of you know ourselves you know good information stuff that you will use in your life that will make you comprehend things and make you just like wow okay i am this thing and i am in this world and wow okay let me try and organize my mind in order to make better choices for myself for people next to me but then again we live in this crazy world where you know we, we we simply don't have the time that we currently have which is something that i really really am very happy with to just wonder to just think to just analyze your own thoughts to perhaps rewire certain uh, a train of uh, certain thoughts that you might have that are not uh, really 
doing any favors to you. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, we never stop. 100%. We never stop. Life is just a crazy, crazy roller coaster that we keep on moving. And we rarely actually make the time to ourselves to simply be quiet, let the thoughts come and go, do not embrace them, they are not you, and just learn about ourselves, you know? Exactly. And I even think that's why, like, the podcast and stuff, what you're doing is why people are catching to them so much, is because that in a podcast, it feels like you have two friends there talking, or how many people, and you can be a part of the conversation and just observe, observe, observe society without actually having to, you know, put on these fake masks and these, this is what they should think I'm doing. And I think, I think this is, this is, you know, really, really interesting, especially about podcasts like yours and podcasts like the Joe Rogan podcast, where it's just people talking about, you know, I mean, we, what well, we've talked about music, religion, aliens, you know, <laughs> but this is what we need because people can then open their mind and go, okay, that's your opinion. That's, that's your opinion. That's, and get a great pool of information together. Is that, is that so saying it's like, what is it? Education is, um, education is knowledge experience. Sorry. Education is in form of knowledge experience is knowledge. Um, because I feel like you can get told to do something. But I mean, leaving school, I never get told how to pay my taxes. I, I, you know, I never get told like any of that stuff. I told like the education system is, is so flawed. And, you know, you, especially kids that are musicians and kids that are artists that are told, well, actually, you don't need this. You should actually pursue, you know, being a mechanic or being a, which then leads to people being miserable because they could have made it, but they've worked in a job they hate their whole life, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Kieran, this has been great, man. I really enjoyed talking to you. Well, we did the podcast, but it was uh, it was a good good conversation, a good catch up. And I do feel that we could just carry on chatting. And I hope to, you know, to see you soon, man, as soon as this world normalizes. And uh, maybe I'll go in the next couple of months, you know, do a day trip to Glasgow. I really want to go to the Highlands to go and do some whiskey tasting. And I'm sure you would be a good a good person oh, to, to lead me there. That'd be sick, man. Yeah, I miss you, bro. Definitely come down to Glasgow. I'll get Jack and the guys. We'll all go out drinking. That'd be great. Amazing. Kieran, brother, great talking to you. Thanks for making the time. Any any words, Any anything they would uh, leave here, uh, your website or Twitter account or Facebook or any message that you would like to, to share with the listeners? Uh, yeah, um, my, my Facebook is Kieran Robertson, um, jefftate.com as well, is where you can catch all the tour dates. Um, thank you, Carl, so much for having me on, man. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate that. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation, this podcast, as much as I did doing it. So if that's the case, please do follow on Instagram at rollercoastercarl. Myself at Carl Casagrande on Twitter, same thing. Facebook, same thing. Uh, do subscribe. Do subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify. That's very, very much appreciated. Thank you and have a great, great day. Cheers. Bye bye.